our indicator learns to be more accurate from cases where it is not confirmed by the biometrics of the survey. Repeating that process over and over with hundreds of people at the test site, we are continuously improving it. Emerging countries take a more positive view of AI relative to their richer counterparts. A leading facial verification startup gets more funding, and two Japanese data scientists win a National Football League contest to develop AI. Hello, I'm Dave McCombs, editor and co-producer of AI Transform. In today's episode, you'll find these stories and our take on how machine learning, big data, and artificial intelligence are transforming businesses and the world. And in a special segment, our host, Ryo Katsuki, talks about the Interest Index, an app that tells users whether or not their counterparts on a video call are interested in what they're hearing. But first, here's AI Transform co-producer Douglas Kirkpatrick with the news. Well into the era of artificial intelligence, the world is polarized over the technology's use in business, according to research and polling organization Ipsos. The firm's survey of 19,504 adults in 28 countries found that only 50% said they trust companies that use artificial intelligence. The research also showed an almost 50-50 split on these two statements. Products and services using artificial intelligence have more benefits than drawbacks. And I know which types of products and services use artificial intelligence. Even the broad statement, I have a good understanding of what artificial intelligence is, only drew support from 64% of those surveyed. On a more positive note, trust in AI correlated with perceived understanding on a country-by-country basis. In China, for example, more than 70% of respondents said they understand AI, and almost 75% said they trust companies that use it. That contrasts with the U.S., where about 63% said they understand, while 35% said they trust AI-using companies. Notably, 41% of Japanese said they understand AI, 39% said they trust companies that use it. Find links to the complete survey results in the show notes. Silicon Valley-based Sumeru Equity Partners has invested $70 million in iProve, a facial verification technology startup, with customers in the UK, Singapore, and Australia. With offices in London, Maryland, and Singapore, and about 100 employees, iProve says it tripled annual revenue last year. The company's technology is being used in security operations at organizations like the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the U.K. Home Office, the U.K. National Health Service, Rabobank, and ING. Kyle Ryland, managing partner at Sumero, is taking a board seat at iProve, which will use the money for steps including hiring, expanding its international customer base, and adding to its global partners' network. Two Japanese data scientists took the biggest awards in the National Football League and Amazon Web Services contest to develop a system that automatically detects players involved in head impacts. The league has struggled to reduce concussions in a game that features player-to-player collisions at high speeds on almost every play. 
The winner's models make reviewing game video to confirm head impacts more comprehensive, accurate, and 83 times faster than a person conducting the analysis manually, the NFL said in a statement. Data scientist Kipe Matsuda of Osaka took the top prize of $50,000, while Takuya Ito of Tokyo received $25,000. I would be honored if AI can help improve the safety of NFL players, Matsuda said in the NFL statement. The league and AWS offered $100,000 in total prizes to winners of a contest featuring 825 teams and 1,028 competitors from 65 countries. AWS has partnered with the NFL on artificial intelligence on a number of fronts, including tracking players on the field using RFID devices in their shoulder pads and in providing statistical analyses to coaches, broadcasters, and fans. And from the Blame It on AI files... AI Media Technologies Limited said one of its employees was responsible for the unauthorized release of Hot Mic video showing Australian newscaster unleashing a torrent of expletives in reference to world tennis number one Novak Djokovic. The clip went viral as Djokovic was initially offered entry into the Australian Open tournament despite his refusal to prove he'd been vaccinated, a requirement for others entering the country and the tournament. An uproar among Australians on social media, and in some unscripted moments like the one captured in the clip, was followed by a reversal, denying Djokovic a berth in the year's first Grand Slam tournament. That decision was also reversed, only to be turned around yet again, forcing the Australian Open record nine-time winner and defending champion to exit the country. AI Media used cloud-based technology to produce live transcriptions and provide other services to broadcasters. AI Media CEO Tony Abrams said, This is the first such incident in AI Media's 19-year history, and enhanced controls have since been implemented to ensure it cannot be repeated. Find a link to the hot mic clip in the show notes. Transform AI with Ryo Kotsky is brought to you by Ignitus AI a technology consulting firm that delivers digital transformation. What data do you want for your business? And if you had that data, how would you transform your operation? We are here to help you find the transformational answers to these questions. The power of data science is stoking an accelerating change at organizations and in the business environment itself. To keep up, you need hyper-agility. Big data must play a constructive, creative, human-centered role. This kind of change works best when it fits with and emerges from your business's DNA. We've helped car makers, pharmaceutical research organizations, hospitality providers, and others transform their businesses using these tools. Let us do the same for you. Find more at ignitus.ai. That's I-G-N-I-T-U-S dot A-I. Thank you, Douglas. 
Now let's go directly to Ignitus AI Executive Director Ryo Katsuki. He's going to give us an inside look at the thinking behind the Interest Index. This is a fascinating AI tool Ignitus AI has built and is deploying now to help transform businesses. So Rio, give us a look at the thinking that went into the Interest Index. Doing business means expressing yourself, and that can be different in every situation. But one thing that must be present is interest. Without interest, communication and business cannot proceed. That's why Ignitus AI Interest Indicator is a powerful tool to increase engagement in teleconferences. The indicator uses AI to predict interest level based on analysis of facial movements. The prediction is based on many, many expressions known to express interest. On top of that, the indicator also features ability to detect micro-expressions or subtle millisecond facial move and certain eye movements that are very, very difficult for naked eyes to detect but represents interest one cannot hide. So what led you to develop the interest index indicator? It all started with the traditional door-to-door insurance sales in Japan going online. We have some of the most reliable insurance companies in our customer portfolio, and their ask was whether we had solutions in face of COVID to add feel of shared space, air, sense of connection, now lost on video calls. For those who are used to going door-to-door, the video conferencing environment was not only uncomfortable, but also unproductive in reading clients beyond their words. Okay, I'm beginning to get a sense of how this all came together. But can you take us into the lab and just walk us through the techniques that you used to develop this application? We have a number of advanced equipment and methodologies to validate whether our AI indicator is working correctly. We have the methodology to apply a stimulus to generous participants to trigger their interests, and we have equipments to measure their pulse, perspiration, oxygen amount in certain areas of the brain, and certain eye movements, which are all known to confirm emotional state changes, including interest level change. We also have methodology and equipment to survey general participants as they express interests. And all these are keys because we know our AI indicator is working when its reading is also confirmed by all these readings, reading from biometrics and reading of the survey. Our indicator learns to be more accurate from cases where it is not confirmed by the biometrics of the survey. Repeating that process over and over with hundreds of people at the test site, we are continuously improving it. What we also found was that there are some expressions that even some of the best actors cannot hide, called micro-expressions, that show up for milliseconds, difficult to notice in our naked eyes. And thanks to the video technology and high definition, we are in an environment where we can capture all that and then turn it into factors to detect interest. So I understand that some of the behavioral science that's behind this application dictate that what you really need to measure is actually not interest, but indifference. Can you talk to us about how that played out as you develop this into the interest index? We actually started with indifference index because in a situation where there's absolutely no interest between parties involved, there's little chance that anything can develop. A saying goes, business is all about relationships. Whether you're selling party goods for happy times or something more subdued like life insurance, you still need 
that emotion component that needs to be activated to proceed into business conversation. As a businessman or woman, that dearth of interest is a situation you want to avoid and pivot out of as soon as possible. If you don't know you're stuck in such situation, you need a signal. Better yet, you are helped by an agent, a sidekick, who is constantly watching your back as you are focused on your pitch plan and delivery. So that's why we initially latched on the idea of indifference. Internally, we really are looking for that kind of indifference and estimating the chance of absolute indifference. And we flip it to call it interest index. Absolute indifference would get an interest index of zero. The interest index starts to go up if there is any chance and any signs that the observed person is not indifferent. So I've installed the interest index extension on my browser. Now, talk us through exactly what I'm going to do with this application. So the simplest application would be a meter to gauge the interest level of your audience during a sales pitch or hiring interview. You're talking to a customer for whom you have a business proposal, or you are talking to a candidate for whom you have an opening position in mind. Interest index gauge would appear on the top left corner of the screen, measuring, tracking, and displaying the interest level of a customer or candidate. The index can help you understand whether the person is at all happy to be on a call with you to begin with. Then it can help you understand whether the interest level is fading or increasing as you deliberate on the opportunity together on the call. What one would typically look for is an emotional engagement, a sustained interest for duration of the call, a sign that a number of aspects are aligned and a business can proceed. So I think you've made a really strong case that the applications for this are quite broad and that the role of the interest index in transforming businesses could potentially be massive. Where do you see this going in the future? Our vision is that this would become a standard tool, not only in enterprise video conference apps, but also in any collaboration environment to bring people closer, connecting and engaging ways we could not do offline. I do feel that online and virtual collaboration could be and should be designed to be more tight, more engaging, hyper agile for the right purpose. For example, to run daily standard meetings in agile software development for example, brainstorming session for marketing campaign ideas. These places do need close collaborations and, and, and for the purpose of creative production, demanding creativity beyond our imagination. These tools can pick up details that we cannot humanly and represents potential source for novel ideas and breakthroughs in research and development. Research and development do not have to happen in lab anymore. They can happen as we deliberate on the very ideas whether that's about new IT system features or marketing campaign features. And that's where things become interesting, where you start to hand off these insights that make us hyper-agile. So this is just the tip of iceberg, as you say. In this particular case, we're taking advantage of high-density camera and imagery and the power of cloud computing to process that information and overlaying that with ever-accumulating knowledge of links between human behaviors and emotions. We have been entertained by the idea that our technology can extend to become human lie detector. Now that's a very difficult thing because lying requires understanding of what is being said to begin with. 
then the hardest part really is of that, you know, what is being said needs to be validated against so-called absolute truth. Now, the absolute truth behind the scene for which we most likely have very little information about. But what we know is that there are expressions and patterns known to show up that can be captured by high-definition camera that we cannot notice with our uh, naked eyes that indicate sudden rise of or sudden decrease in emotion activities, potentially signs of nervousness or uneasiness, or in fact deliberate act or control to do something opposite of what you're thinking, what one is thinking. One implementation of our interest index that I would really like to see is that in large company meeting, business or academic conference talks, or university auditorium. I would like to be invited to track and measure individual participant interest levels throughout talks and deliver analysis on interest level changes over time and over various sections of talks, then also show you know, the same per each participant segment, per demographics, per educational background, uh, so on and so forth. That's not a popular idea, as many would expect. Um, we, you know, I would expect to find high number of people showing sustained indifference. And to be fair, there's probably one or two, at least, as we speak right now. I'm more interested in the application thereof, because there's a lot to be learned from that data. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, like, and share the podcast. Send any questions, comments, or suggestions to podcast at ignitus.ai. That's podcast at I-G-N-I-T-U-S dot A-I. Be sure to listen to our next episode featuring more news and interviews on human-centric A-I. Until then, keep on transforming.